Welcome, everyone, to Episode 9 of A Black Man Sketch. Today, we celebrated former Ujamaa Place CEO Otis Sanders at his retirement party. We are here at the Minnesota Humanities Center with Commissioner of Public Safety for the State of Minnesota, Commissioner John Harrington, as well as our former CEO, Otis Sanders himself. All right, brothers, how y'all doing today? I'm, I'm just blessed to be here, getting a chance to see, see Otis... Uh, Although I'm still skeptical that he's going to actually retire, but uh, you know, so if Lucy says he's going to retire, uh, I, I, I trust Lucy in that regard. But I've talked him into some stuff before, so, mm. I, so. Mm. well, there is always a Monday coming. Yeah, I, I told her that as we walked out the door. It's like on Monday morning. So. How's retirement life treating you? Well, you know, it's um, still in the infant stage of it, but so far so good. I, it's been about two months, and. Um, and I get a chance just to uh, connect with uh, myself a little bit more. I went home, as you know, uh, to the total beginning and uh, spent a couple of weeks back home with uh, high school classmates, mm. uh, going to high school football game, some historic black colleges football games, and just um, getting reacquainted with uh, with my beginning. So I know we had a talk for a few seconds. I know you was chilling with your sister. Yes, yes. Um, it was good. She was just the two of us. My tree is kind of small these days, so spending that quality time with her. And uh, we made some promises um, to get back together. You know, I, when I went home, she had these two lawn chairs mm. sitting in the driveway because it was sunny. Yeah, I'm sitting in the sun, right? So those two chairs still sitting in the driveway. So she rem- took a picture of <laughs> me, so I think she missed me. Oh, yeah, she right. definitely That's awesome. Did. Uh, Commissioner. As cold as it is up here, man. You, I wouldn't, I wouldn't you here? Be. Really? Come on now. So. Uh, degrees that I need to get back. Commissioner Harrington, one thing we want you to do while we have you here, we know you just did it up in front of everybody in the ballroom. We would just like you to give a, a brief description of your time with Mr. Z, how long you've known him, and um, what you'd like to say to him on this day as he had, rides his, his horse out into the sunset on us. He ain't riding nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I've seen Otis on a lot of different ve- vehicles, but horse is not one of the ones I ever think I'm going to see. So I, Otis and I date back to my being a young sergeant in the gang unit in St. Paul PD and Otis being the warden and superintendent of schools at Red Wing. And I was trying to find out, I was doing research on why young men join gangs in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And that led me down to Red Wing to talk to some people that were down there to try and ask the question. And they were talking about love and about freedom and all these different things that drew them to that. And while I'm hearing them and tell, hearing them tell their stories, I'm learning about Red Wing, uh, not as a place that I just send kids who have committed murder and, and committed horrible things, but rather as a place where, where there is a future, where there is a man there who is mentoring, who is educating, and who's preparing a way for young men to come out. Uh, so I knew him from that generation, and then... I got recruited by Bill Sands, Bill Saluga, and Rick Heidegger. Uh, they, I was the district commander at West District, uh, and we had just had, we had just done a major RICO action on a bunch of guys that were selling dope over on Jackson Elementary School, and the word was they got 48 months presumptive. They're all coming back to the neighborhood, and I'm like, what the hell? They ain't gonna be any better coming back. And I remember Otis, and part of the story was that we were starting Ujamaa. We were starting this concept of this theory of transformation. 
And so one of the first people we recruited to the board was in fact Otis. Mm, So Otis comes onto the board and the guy we had hired as the original executive director, he had been at a Wally place. He leaves and we are in the position as the board of trying to find out who's going to run the place. And I'm I'm doing the substitute teacher thing of like, okay, I could fill in and sign the checks. Uh, but that wasn't really running the place. And so uh, I was blessed to have Otis say yes to join the board as I knew he was leaving corrections. And then as we started the conversation about, well, who could in fact take us from being a half-baked idea to really taking care of the men? And there really was no other choice. That We may have interviewed a bunch of people, but there really was only one choice, and that was Otis. Uh, and we had some interesting times in those early days. I think you and I ran down to Western Bank one morning uh, because we were running on a shoestring. Like, we got $300,000 to run the whole operation for a year. And the checks weren't going clear. <laughs> So we're running down there with our own money to try and make, like, if, mm. if, if people don't cash their checks in the morning, we might have enough money to make payroll in the afternoon for the staff we had. Oh, uh, it was, it was, it was hilarious. I mean, because it was half-baked. We had, didn't have food service. We expected men to come in there, stand all day, and be educated without food service. Nice. That became one of the, the challenges we had to overcome. We didn't have mm. really, we didn't have housing. Where, where were they going to stay? Folks were couch hopping and sleeping on the buses. And, and he brought us through that to regular meals, talking. three meals a day, housing, the apartment building. I mean, if you just think of all the building blocks we have now, those were all done within the decade of service of Otis Sanders. Yes, sir. I remember we used to all have to load up in the, the staff's vehicles to go on, you know, field trips and events and stuff. And now we got the... Oh, I remember the, we'd hand the bus tokens out at the end of every day because mm-hmm. you could only get your one bus token, <laughs> yeah. maybe two if you thought we thought you were coming back for the next day. So. Yes. Yeah. So, slim days. Slim days. So that was, um, yeah, we've come a long way, man. Uh-huh. And you definitely steered the ship in that direction. And um, so I want to get back to the transformation. You said, did you create the guideline for the transformation? Pretty much. So the theory of transformation. Theory of transformation. I didn't create it. I I was part of the conversation of what does that look like? (sighs) And then we were really blessed to have, and these were really very bright people, some of which who had worked with a Wally place out of Twin Cities Rise. And so there was some of the early work that came out of there. And then there was this recognition that if we were really going to do what, you know, I think we called wraparound services at the time, we really needed a much broader theory of transformation. And then Wilder stepped in to really help codify that and, and lay it out for us with both what are the inputs, what are the what are the measures, what are the metrics of success, and then how will we know that we are making progress. And, and Wilder Research and Muneer, I saw him earlier today, they were mm-hmm. instrumental in helping us take this from conceptual to actually something that you could actually see in front of you and that Mm -hmm. we could then explain to Mm -hmm. 3M and explain to the funders and explain a return on investment so that folks that are going to invest what ultimately were millions of dollars in young men's lives had a reason to see that this was not just anymore. It was no longer just a half-baked idea. So I think the best thing Ujama did was get connection with the probation officers. 
That's how a lot of these cats came from in an, in a, in a jail system that came out of there and that transformation to just to watch those black men's, you know what I'm saying, do positive things and they like just shows that man y'all your idea that y'all came with was working. And I get John a lot of credit working. for that relationship. About the time I arrived in you, John, a lot of the marketing or uh, approaching probation judges, John had already been there. There were posters and flyers and. Eric Peel's office, judge's chamber. So he had introduced this concept. And it didn't. Yeah, but you were out there. You were out there in the barber shops, man. I remember you <laughs> and a bunch of folks were out there, you know, wherever the brothers were, you were more than willing to go. Uh, and there were places that some of the other folks that had been on the board, they couldn't go. Right. Mm. They just, I mean, they just could not have gone <laughs> to those places and spoken with an authentic voice that mm. said, hey, you're going to be safe here. You're going to be welcome here. Appreciate that. And it was something that, um, that uh, was very um, authentic itself, too, because um, I realized that um, the first general leadership, you had to be a hands-on person. You had to be the one to um, show the director, to teach the staff how it can be done, as well as the men. Uh, it was a great concept. It was, um, and I was fortunate to inherit the theory of transformation. Mm. By the time I joined, a lot of the, uh, joined the organization, um, they put a lot of framework together when they was wrapping up, putting a nice pretty bow tie on it. And uh, they gave me the keys to it. And, um, and it's just been a joy. And I think I, I always appreciate the um, the uh, trust and respect they gave me to, um, to not supermanage, to not overmanage, allow me to shape it in my vision of my skill set. Because uh, mine was, the, um, was definitely about the men. It was about uh, making men our greatest resource. And uh, every resource we got, we had to pour it back into the men. You know? So when they gave you that CEO position, what was like the most difficult thing you had to overcome? Uh, well, as, as he mentioned, um, by the time I joined, they had ran out of money. <laughs> uh, the first, uh, the first payroll, um, uh, payroll bounced, you know. So there was so a big thing trying to get some um, money. And unfortunately, um, probably the most difficult thing is <laughs> in the first uh, few weeks we had to um, we had to cut down to be a backup, you know, because we couldn't afford it. So we had to really uh, start a little bit over a little bit. We kept a little bit of a core, some administrative help, and another coach. And uh, we had to really um, um, depend on some volunteers, relatives. Can we say Rudy? <laughs> Back to the volunteer work. Like, how you even get all that? Because, like, we was volunteer at the food shelf and all that. Like, how did you even come with all that? Well, I think uh, I think uh, I inherited philosophy that we should give back. We should. Uh, we I think it's one of the um, the um, the process for the men. Part of their conversion. Part of their transformation. Part of their. Um, their growth was to um, respect community, give back. Mm. And by doing so, that, uh, you give back and give, give an appreciation for yourself. So doing those volunteer efforts uh, was a way of uh, showing the community we're here. Mm. And uh, that's creating that, that uh, image or that, um, that, that uh, image we want to portray of a Ujama man. We never want that to be a, a noun. It should be Ujama. It should be a verb. If they see you, you're the one that's, that's showing this brotherhood. You should be the one that's Helping little ladies walk across the street, right. should be helping people. Right. Uh, I think when somebody was moving, we asked you guys to come move the yeah. furniture. Yeah. Uh, we asked you to go there and take them to the to the grocery store shopping. So we want to be an asset to this community because um, a lot of men that we work with, they had brought a lot of harm to the community. So there was not a lot of trust. Mm. Uh, I mean, because uh, let's face it, you know, a lot of black on black crime. So. We went out in the suburb, uh, Robin. We was in our own communities, so we had to gain that respect and credibility in the community that we're here. We're here to bring be an asset to the community, mm. and so volunteering was one way of doing that. But I, I like I, that word. I, I still remember 
when we moved in across the street from Morningstar Church. Yeah. So, yeah. so we get the we get our first apartment building, yeah. and we're all worried because we've had a couple of failed experiments in housing. Yeah. Uh, like we rented a house. And we sent yeah. three guys in there, uh, and they were eating each other's food. It was like it was not it was not pretty. Uh, and, and, and I'm because I'm, I'm I yeah, think I'm board chair at this point, and I'm like, we got an entire apartment building. <laughs> what are we go, but you know the Reverend from Morningstar, Carl Walker, uh, and the church adopted the Ujamaa men, and, and I just remember that being uh, it was the realization of one of those concepts of we had had about living in grace. Yes. Uh, and we had talked about the fact that we wanted our men to be, have that spiritual home also. Yes. Uh, but there had been a lot of talk <laughs> at that point. It was, it was realized when we got the apartment building and then the church began. I remember there was bringing like initial supplies, you know, the move in stuff. Yes. So the yes. Guys who were living on the street suddenly had dishes and yes. and linen. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, and, mm-hmm. the, and there right. were there was a church home for them literally right across the street where they could walk to and work there. Right. So I you know, and they were getting jobs. And I just think yeah. that was that was a moment where we took an idea and I watched Otis take it from the I concept into reality. And, and, and every time I drive past that building, I, I, I smile because well, even though the garden is now gone, I remember yes, that yes. There, there was a Ujamaa garden that the yes. men were cultivating yes. themselves yes. right outside that building. I thought, okay, this has worked out better than I that. Any that reason to believe too. I missed that garden too. Yep. Yeah, Free fruits. Yes. Tomatoes. Yes, we tomatoes. had all that. Yep. Yeah, that was nice. They gave us little welcome to the community uh, block party. So that was really nice to the faith community. And I can get a get a credit. Faith community really did embrace you, Jamal, for really long. And it gives you confidence. Because like I said, I walk past the food chef and I'd be like, man, I volunteered in it. Man, I'll put that work in there. I'll put that work in there. You know what I'm saying? So... I definitely have to agree with, with the groundwork. You definitely did good to get the Ujamaa participants to do the groundwork, to put back to that community, what, like you said, what we damage yes. as black oh, men. Right. I just got the signal. You know, you are the life of the party, the reason everybody's here. So they want us to hurry up and get you back there. Okay, um, too. Mr. Z, um, it's been an honor and a pleasure for me to know you. Um, when I met you when I was a kid over at New Hope, I had no idea that you'd, you'd be in my life this long and be so impactful. Um, and that's why it's important to always be polite because you never know who you're meeting. But um, <laughs> if you could just bless all the way us. up or down, it's a blessing. <laughs> you, you keep good relations on both routes. <laughs> yes, it is. Could you just leave us with a little gem for the your Gemma men um, as you're, you're sailing off on us? Just mm-hmm. anything you'd like the men to know, any parting words, any parting knowledge you'd like to drop on us? You know, um, I would I think of, um, I always instill people to, to, to dream. I think a lot of times like black men don't like to dream because they lose focus and lose hope. And I, I just want you to know that uh, so many people work so hard to chip away a lot of concepts, a lot of barriers, a lot of uh, misconceptions about you as individuals. Mm. And I need for you to walk walk in that light and, um, and, to, and to fulfill your dreams, understand that um, you made a mistake, but that should not define who you are. And uh, just keep uh, keep dreaming, and uh, stay with it. Stay uh, understand that um, no time to sit back and looking at uh, tears and everything. Um, um, it should make you sharper. It should make you better. So don't give up. Keep striving, and um, we depend on you to be um, great people, so you can be great uh, fathers and take care of this community. Awesome. Yeah. We appreciate that. 
Remember one more thing. Once you Ujamaa, man. Always, Always Ujamaa, man. man. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you.